Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Legends, welcome back to another episode of Fat Chat by Body Magic. Now, the episode today, I'm so glad to have the uh, the big man back on the podcast with me. It was about four months ago that we caught up in Melbourne together um, and uh, he somehow swindled me. He tricked me into uh, being <laughs> part of this fucking stupid Iron Man stuff that I've been complaining about every second week on the podcast. Uh, and uh, we have, uh, we, we, you know, we chat often. Uh, over text, but we've only really had maybe one proper phone call together. And it was great to catch up. So, yeah. Um, yeah, really looking forward to um, catching up and hearing everything that he's been up to the last uh, few months. It's going to be a lot of complaining this episode, I feel. Please welcome Stephen Baker, everybody. Woo! Woo, 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 woo. And it was, mate, it was a miscommunication. I think you thought it was a Teams event. And then <laughs> and closer inspection, it was uh, we're doing the whole thing. We're just running running, riding, and swimming as a team together, but we're doing it all. So it was a miscommunication. It wasn't my fault, but it's good to have you um, on the, uh, that, on the that, is, that is such a good way to put up a miscommunication because <laughs> I, I don't think I've mentioned this on the podcast anybody yet, but what happened after we were chatting on the pod bakes and you were like, in, in the break we said, I said, oh, you know, you can ask me to see if you can get me to do the Iron Man sort of thinking in my head, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll come here to be funny for some videos and do the quarter and be part of the happy, happy team and that will be great fun. Uh, and then when you said it, I was genuinely, oh, no, like that is not what I thought was going to happen. And all that reaction that was on that podcast was 100% real. And then we get off the podcast and I don't know if you remember, we're, on the, um, we're in the lift on the way back down to let you out and you went, man, that was really good acting when you when when you said, "Oh, I didn't know it was the." Film. I was like, "That was not acting." I was oh, like, "That yeah, was a really? real reaction." <laughs> I actually thought that was a fairly good. Like, I thought she's actually a really good actor. This guy's like that looked like a real. Yeah, so I assumed I assumed you knew you were doing the whole lot, but then yeah, that's um, yeah, that was a that was a funny miscommunication. Moment, yeah. But here miscommunication. we are miscommunication. It's been about. Miscommunication four or five months down the uh, down the track now, and we're deep into it. Um, how have you how have you been finding everything? Like I'll, I'm really keen to. I've been very. Um, I know you've been updated on your social media stuff, but I've been doing my videos and obviously took absolutely just complaining every second week on the podcast here. <laughs> How's it been for you, mate? Massive massive roller coaster. So it's been great to see your posts, uh, the raw and the the, on, the honest feedback saying you're hurting because I thought shit if he's because. Um, Early on, you looked like you were flying, and then um, I'm thinking, "Shit, how's he doing this?" Um, but yeah, my body has just had the ups and downs. You'd get you'd get bloody up one week, down the next week, and I'm a bit um, I've been a bit erratic. You've been pretty consistent, as Matty Ferg, the guy that I'm doing it with, uh, 
says, you've got to floss your teeth daily. You can't be like a fuckwit like you. You can't just go out and do 180K and do nothing for three or four days. and then do it. But that's what I do. Um, so I've, I'll do something one day and I'll have three days off and I'm sore and feeling shit and depressed, like giving up. Um, then do another. You know, yesterday I did a big swim. Today I'm feeling like shit. Um, so, yeah. yeah, it's been a been a roller coaster. But as you said, how long have we got? We've got like six, six eight weeks left and then uh, we, we six, get our six weeks. Shit. So we're just going to get our medals, so mate, as you said. It's actually crazy, isn't it? And uh, there's a... Well, sorry, we're a bit of feedback. Get now. the medals and then never, ever do it again. <laughs> That's the plan, I reckon. Get the medals uh, and, and scrape over the line. Absolutely. So um, you said some some great things there that it is really it is such a roller coaster because of like the you know the build time um and the different sessions that you do at the different times and you're constantly trying to get that little bit more distance and also it's so much about the mental side of it as well which is you know I I if if I'd early on as well even when I'd gone oh, okay cool we're doing the foot you know going to do the full one and actually reason with myself going okay let's train for that I had no idea how much commitment. And how much work it was actually going to take. I knew it was going to be a lot of work, but I had no idea it was going to be this amount of work. No, the, the same. I, um, I know you've, I think you've got your coach and you've done things probably the right way where, um, you know, Maddie's given me a blueprint, but I just haven't really listened and, and uh, went, off, went off track a little bit and, and have done my own thing. But um, yeah, it's been a lot more work than uh, anticipated. But um, yeah, had a few had a few hiccups, hurt my knee playing. I filled, filled in from mate's basketball team a couple of weeks ago and. I hurt my leg, got the MRIs, and got some pretty bad news. But the doctor said if I was a dickhead, I could still do it. So I said I'm I'm free to go because um, I am a dickhead. So um, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's been I up, am up a dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I'll, I'm pretty. I'm excited. I'm probably more no, excited. That's great. Than nervous and- now. Yeah, that's good. And it's like, I think that what I'm finding as well, I'm sure you're finding it as well is, you know, when you're doing the sessions, you're doing the bigger swims, the ride, the, um, you know, you, you obviously will talk about your, um, your, your injuries and how you're going to do some uh, walking throughout it as well. But the more confident I get with it, it's when I can actually know that I can do the distance. So like up until I got to the four kilometer swim that I could tick that off and only just last week that I could do the 180k bike ride. I did not feel confident that I was going to be able to finish the whole thing. But the second that I got proof that I was like, oh, no, I can do that, it, it you know, the, 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 the buzz and the confidence that that gave me was just, you know, right up here, which was really good. Yeah, I think I, I, think I was the same. I think doing the half uh, Ironman early in the year, was, I just wanted to tick off each, each thing. But then the full Ironman, I think it's a different, uh, different kettle of fish. I think getting out of the, out of the uh, beach yesterday after the 4K, I was I was dizzy. I'm thinking, shit, I now I've, uh, now I've got to jump on a bike for six or se- six or seven hours. I haven't got a fancy bike like you, so it's probably going to be closer to seven. Um, and then I've done, I've done a few, uh, you know, the 180K, I've done 150K and tried to run after that. And I've lasted like two 2K one time and I think I got the 4K the, the other time. I was just thinking, shit, uh, tying it all together, it's um, a bit, di- bit different to the half iron, man. So it's a little bit... It's a little bit scary. I think nutrition is going to play, play a massive part. I, I walked a marathon last week just to see you know, the least time I could do it in because my knee's playing up. For I know there's a um, there's a cutoff, a 16 hour cutoff in the Ironman. So I was trying to work out what's the worst case, what's the, you know, what's the best case. I'm going to try and obviously not stop and run it and run the whole thing. But the eye opener jumping off a bike after 180k was like a bit more than I anticipated. I'm thinking, oh, yeah, I'll be able to grip through and at least do 5k. Yeah. And, Lasted two k and had to had to slow down and, and walk. So it's um, 
it's scary but exciting at the same time. I think the fact that we don't know if we're going to make it is what makes it so great. I think the half iron man, I sort of knew I was going to make it. Exactly. But the training of this one, I'm thinking, shit, if I make it, I'm yeah, going to be pretty, pretty proud of myself. Absolutely. So what do you reckon has been the, the obviously the distances are longer from the half one to the full one. It's double, double the amount of work. But for your prep that you did for the half one versus this one, what's been like the main differences that you found? Um, I think they're not like the 90K on the bike, I, um, you know, getting off and running after that, I found that not so hard. Uh, so the transition obviously after 90, then uh, doubling on the bike is just, it you know, just blows up the legs so much. You've, I know you went for the big 180. The last, the last 30, 40K was where the legs started to burn and then you got to jump off the bike. But, um, and I'm, I'm not the greatest swimmer. I sort of swim like a bit of lead. So I, uh, just getting out of the beach yesterday, I'm, thinking, I'm dizzy and I'm just thinking, shit, I need to actually fuel up better. But, um, yeah, I, I think it is just the distance and uh, uh, just the way you feel, the, the fatigue you're feeling after you know, that extra 2K and the, after the swim and the bike, you know, that last, you know, and I didn't I didn't fuel up pro- properly on the bike. So it's going to be something that you need to sort of plan and get all the nutrition in. And um, obviously, as you said, it does get confidence when you've done the distance, but tying them Tying them together is yeah, a bit scary. Another thing, absolutely. And um, I know that you're working with, you know, your coach, you said, Matty Ferg, who I've been, you know, checking out all your updates and everything that you've been putting up, which uh, looks really great. And it's actually, you you mentioned the the quote just before. I've actually used it in the last few weeks talking to some of my clients uh, and, and people that, that I'm working with that are starting to do running and stuff about, do you floss your teeth? Is it better to floss your teeth a little <laughs> bit every day or one hard once per week and I really love that analogy um, because it's so true it's about you know the more consistent work that you can put in even if it's not you know the 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 peak of performance not the biggest not the hardest session but just doing the small little bits in between has a much bigger um, effect uh, down the track especially when we're working towards like a goal like running or swimming or cycling but I I really like that one and I've I've, uh, I've been using that myself. Ah good good yeah I I still I, I should listen to it more like I've Done the swim yesterday. I, I was going to. I planned to do a ride. I'm going to go to the gym tonight. I was planning to do a long ride today. Got a bit sidetracked because it was a great day. Um, <laughs> so I decided to have the day off. But so I've still got to do the flossy teeth daily properly. But um, get a bit more consistent, like you. I love seeing you. You've had a plan and you've just stuck to it, and it's like been pretty incredible to watch. And I saw the guys said you had no chance at the start. Um, I think it was. I don't know if it was your coach, but they said his team and they said you had no chance and I reckon they're probably regretting their words now that seeing what you've done over the last couple of months. So hats off to you. You need some you need some props as well. Thanks, mate. I appreciate it. Yeah, well, it's funny. So like when he said, uh, when when I had the uh, my coaching Matt and we did the podcast and he said that, to start off with, I, I got like I got in the car because it's about a forty minute drive back to the to my house from where I do this podcast here, and it's always where I'm, I'm reflecting on whatever the episode was or whatever the things that I've just done. I'm always you know critiquing what sort of happened. So it's quite a long drive, and I'm thinking about that the whole way home. And I actually lost sleep that night. I lost sleep over thinking in my head that oh the like people that know. Um, you know, triathlon stuff and no Ironman don't think I'm going to be able to do this. And I'm like, fuck, am I going to be able to do it? I'm going to be able to do it. But then I got up the next morning and that gave me the big, it only did it for about two days. And then I completely forgot about it because I'm definitely doing this for a lot of, a lot of other reasons, not just, you know, to prove a couple of people that said <laughs> that I couldn't do it wrong necessarily. Yeah. Uh, but like the 48 hours where that actually affected me. And then it, 
it made me go and do a really good hard session. But then I just remembered all the reasons that I'm actually doing it for um, and actually just enjoying the, the process of it a little bit more. And I think, I don't know if I was... I don't know if I mentioned on our last podcast or we were chatting um, sort of separately um, on, on the phone or whatever about it, but like the start of the year, I was feeling so flat mentally. I was in this really weird space yeah. and doing the Ironman stuff help has early on helped me so much just get myself back onto it. It's almost doing the opposite now. I feel mentally drained the other way because I'm sort of having to do um, but the but the actual initial thing that I love so much about the process, and I'm sure that you know you probably found this as well. Um, with um, you know, getting into the runs and committing and um, doing the half one and now doing this one and um, being so disciplined with it that um, it, it really was something for me to focus on and uh, build you know the resilience and the discipline that it requires to um, actually tick it off. Did you find that that sort of helped you as well in that space? Yeah, hundred percent. I think um, just exercise in general. I was in a bit of a uh, in some dark times last year, as we mentioned on the podcast. You know, losing losing a best mate, so I sort of used fitness. I was having a pity party for six uh, six or twelve months, and um, yeah, Maddie grabbed him by the shoulders, took a good mate to sort of say, "Hey, mate, you got to put you got to snap out of this." So fitness sort of started the journey, and then it was good to have a purpose. And I saw on the some social media posts, you started to inspire some people getting personal messages saying, thanks, I've had, you know, I've suffered from depression. You know, that post has got me out. I went for my first run today. So having a purpose with, with thing and then having an end goal, I think sort of gets you out of bed each day. So I think without without purpose and something to strive for, you, you're laying bad. You you've got no reason to get out of bed once the, uh, once the alarm gets off. So it was a pretty, um, yeah, it was a pretty, pretty good feeling when you're, uh, you're making a difference in someone else's life and inspiring other people. Absolutely. And uh, who are you training with? So you, you've been training with a couple of guys and doing some rides. Um, obviously, you, you, you coach Matt as well, but you've got some other training partners too, yeah? Yeah, Ryan Butner's training. He's, at, he's hurt his back. So we've um, I've booked, I've booked my flights uh, yesterday, no, today, yesterday, yesterday, me and Matty have booked. So we're waiting on Ryan. We put the pressure on. He's like, oh, fuck, in our group, a uh, little Ironman group chat. So um, we're, we're waiting on him and a few uh, a few other guys. Jackson Warns mates, uh, they're training for the half half Ironman. It's been going through a few rides with uh, Sam and Xavier. So um, got a good little posse that we're that we're bringing over, mate. So um, it'll be a bit a bit of fun. I think we're booked uh, for November thirtieth. So we'll have to uh, yeah catch up catch up and plan plan the race a bit. Well, what's so funny about this as well, uh, even before we, you know, said we we're going to do this, uh, me and my whole family had actually already booked, to, we go down south once a year and we'd literally booked that week, not knowing about the Ironman or anything. So all my family are down. I got a whole heap of mates coming down as well. Um, oh, yeah. it's, it's obviously a little bit closer for everyone down and watch it uh, from uh, from Perth to Boston rather than from Melbourne to Bustleton. So, no, nah, it should be good. I'm just sort of like there's, there's a little bit of me that I've gone – I there's been obviously so so much build-up um, and there's all these people, you know, uh, coming to watch and coming to support, which, you know, is so amazing. But I'm like I feel the pressure to finish it. I'm like, holy shit, what if I don't fucking finish it and everybody's <laughs> come down, you know? Mate, 100%. 100%. Are, are we actually racing? Are we, are we taking on each other or are we just getting – I know we both want to get through it, but – Absolutely not. I'm, I'm, no, I'm fucking – we're, hey, we're racing. I'm we're racing. Support- <laughs> I saw your fancy – I saw your fancy fucking – your bike. I've got – I bought my little bike arms because I saw your little fancy fucking bike you're cheating with. So I've uh, – I'm buying a few more things. I'm thinking deep down, thing. I'm gonna fucking, I'm gonna beat this body magic fuck and, and take you out. <laughs> well, the other, the other thing that we haven't spoken about because, like, obviously, you wrote me into saying, "Oh, we're gonna do it as a team and we're gonna do all these stuff together." But I don't like. 
like actually logistically, if we're trying to actually be at the same point at the same time, how's it? I think that's going to be difficult to do because like, I feel like, you know, maybe I might be a bit better at the swim and then, you know, you might be a bit better at the bike ride and then you've only got one fucking hip. So you might. (laughs) Not with you, I've got a fancy bike right now. Yeah, actually, that'll be, that'll be interesting. So I think you'll flog me in the swim by a good 20, 20 minutes and then the bike, you'll get a good look. And the run you've been doing well. No, I think I'm pretty fucked. <laughs> so I think, you, I think you might have me. I think you might have me covered. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. I haven't got a strong. I haven't got a strong leg. I've got a strong leg. You've only got one. There's only one hip that works as well. <laughs> exactly. Fuck. I didn't think about so that. So on, on your injuries as well, moments. Um, because just before this, like you've had a hip replacement not too long ago, right? Yeah, it's been a couple of years and I've had um, I've taken up golf in the last couple of years and that's brought out all these little injuries that I had back in the day. I had a shoulder operation and an elbow operation in the last um, six, six to 12 months and um, yeah, I think my knee, the doctor said I'm not far from a little knee, a knee Rico and I said, well, you know, can I do this one more thing? And he obviously told me not to do it, but you know, he might set you, it might bring the operation forward six to 12 months. So um yeah, there's a few little aches and pains there, mate. But uh, I think that's what's going to make it a bit more special once we uh, once we get over the line together. And we're there. We're not racing, mate. We're gonna we're gonna enjoy each other's success and roll over the roll over the line. Absolutely. You'll be probably waiting there for me for a little bit, and um, we'll give a big a big hug when we get over the line and <laughs> clink our medals together, and then go out. Oh, and, mate, uh, have, a, have a beer. Absolutely. Have you um have you sort of like actually thought about what it might be like finishing? So as in like getting to the end, because like there's there was a bit on when what was I doing? I was doing a run uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I was really tired after you know uh, quite a few heavy days. I've done you know a few hundred k's on the bike over a few days, and doing the run, I was really tired. It was a hot day. I was sort of you know didn't sleep all that good that night, and I got out and did the run, but I was feeling pretty like you know how you just get that bit of anxiety in here i was feeling that in here the whole run and then i was just running and my headphones broke so i didn't have any all i had was my thoughts in my head going around and then i kind of was just thinking about okay cool just you know just keep going keep going keep going and then i was really thinking of visualizing like how good is it going to feel finish it like just actually thinking about it crossing the line it's all done all this bullshit all the training all the all the sleepless nights all the everything that's been you know wrapped up into it and all the other external things as well that i've you know pulled to sort of bring it together as as um you know you 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 have as well like bringing all that and then it's all done and it's accomplished and it's finished and i'm just thinking about that i'm getting all a bit teary on my run because i'm so (laughs) tired and i'm thinking about it going oh my god it's gonna be (laughs) i'm gonna do it um, but, uh, that was, that was like, yeah, that was like something pretty, um, pretty weird. It was just like a bit of a, you know, strange moment that I didn't think I was going to have, uh, having that run. But have you actually thought about cr- crossing the line and what that's going to feel like? Yeah. Well, I've had, I've done a, a few things in the past. I did a, a 24 hour tough mudder, which was in Vegas. It was like a day night race, sort of nonstop for 24 hours, which I went over the line there and it was, I was got, I got very, very emotional just because of the sort of pain that the body, the body was in at the time. And I remember my first, I've ran one marathon, but going over the line, I actually cried when I ran the marathon years ago. I remember my hip, my foot, I nearly gave up at the 30K mark. So it's it's a very proud feeling. And obviously, this is going to be a, a different beast again. So it's a, it's a very proud feeling, especially when you do it, when you do it with a couple of good good lads. You know, I had my mum and my sis and a few friends at the finish line giving them hugs. You always have a little bit of a tear in your eye. But um, this is my last hurrah. So this is going to be a bit special. I'm going to put the cue in the rack after this and turn into a, a nerd bike rider, I think. 
fuck the swimming off and the, and the running to look oh, after the body. One. Well, that was actually going to be my next question was like, I mean, you know, you've done the Tough Mudder one, you've done marathons, you've done the half uh, Ironman and we're going to finish this full one. I mean, like what else? There's nothing really else to tick off. That's uh, in terms of endurance stuff. How much more could you could you tick off? But your body's probably screaming, going, please stop. <laughs> yeah, no, my mum my mom, uh, said today, she goes, can you please not do this? And I said, sorry, mum, I'll, uh, I'll get this one out of, you know, out of the way. And then I'll, you know, I might do a few long rides or something. So the rides seem to be uh, pretty good on the joints. So you know, I might do a few stupidly long rides or something. Um, but uh, yeah, apart from that, I'm putting the running away and uh, becoming a full-time biker. Good idea. I like that. And um, you've been doing lots of talks and, you know, really growing um, your fantastic uh, business that you got, your speaking uh, gigs that you're doing uh, for a grittier mindset, which I've been seeing all your stuff pop up, which has been awesome. During this actual Ironman process and, uh, you know, you having to be so gritty and so committed and so disciplined and all the things that, you know, you're speaking about of how important that is to get the most out of yourself and out of the teams that you're working with and the workplaces and that sort of thing. What has been something that you've learned through this journey for yourself that you're like, oh my gosh, this is, you know, this is what I'm preaching or, or um, you know, this is another thing that I can help other people with and just more uh, lessons learned. Like, what have you learned? Uh, I suppose like listening to a lot, lot, lot of podcasts, I mean, the David Goggins, he was, he was talking about, you know, people, they, they think they're absolutely stuffed, but, you know, they've got an extra 60% in the tank. You know, the, the human brain is... They're there to protect you if you're doing something. I said they always want the brain always wants you to be safe. So I don't know. You can you can always push yourself a little bit further, I suppose. And it doesn't have to be an Ironman. For some people, it might be walking a kilometre or you know getting around the block or just getting you know, getting outside. So everyone's at their different levels, but everyone's just expanding, I suppose, people's belief on what they can do, what what's possible. And I suppose the thing I've enjoyed pushing my body to the limits is you now inspiring others to do the same as I mentioned before. So. That's probably the big thing I'm taking out of it. Like I, after the half, I thought, no, there's no way I'm going to be able to do a full. And then I, you know, I think, oh, shit, I don't like the word half. And then I thought, you know, I thought, oh, let's just have a crack. And <laughs> it's better to try and fail than never try at all. I, I think. I think even if, you know, we, we, even if we did fail, I think, you know, just having a crack, jumping in the ring, being that person in the arena, having a crack, you know, it's more than what most people do. But I think we're going to make it between you and I, mate. Yeah, I think we will. I think we will. I think there's been others. And also, I'm, you know, I haven't, I have done absolutely zero endurance events before. The longest I've ever even ran before this was six or seven kilometers. You absolute legends. Quick little break in the podcast here because I've got this unreal giveaway that I'm doing with Kamikaze Energy and I've got all the flavors of all the drinks in front of me here. And for a chance to win $500 worth of their products, which we'll be drawing on the 8th of November, listen up to how you enter. So I'm going to be putting up a post on Friday. There's a reel that's coming out all about Kamikaze Energy and all the things it helps you with. And all you need to do is be following Body Magic and Kamikaze Energy on Instagram and get tagging your mates in that reel. The more tags that you do, the more entries that you're going to get. And for your chance to win a $500 worth of any of the products that you got in front of me here, plus a whole heap more from Kamikaze Energy. I've got a whole heap of flavors in front of me. Let's check out what this one is. The names are the actual best. What do we got here? We've got Apple Fizz today. This green one, beautiful. Let's crack it open. Let's see how it sounds on the crack too. Ooh, that's fresh. Let's have a crack. Mmm. It's like it's like a sour, sour green apple taste. That's yum. 
so good. So in Kamikaze Energy, there's all the caffeine that you need to perform at your best for any sessions that you're doing. It's good for gaming, surfing, streaming, um, uh, com- combating, partying. It's even got adult on the back. You put your imaginations as to what they mean for that. It's got all the caffeine and L-citrulline that you need to get the most out of your sessions or whatever it is that you're using it for. And again, for your chance to win $500 worth of the products here, all you have to do is follow both Body Magic and Kamikaze Energy on Instagram and get tagging your mates in the post that I put out this Friday. Good luck. What is it like in terms of like on the actual day, like the adrenaline and like the build up? And I'm sure you kind of, do you get like a little bit of an extra gear on the day because of, because of, you know, the heightened event and the build up and you're excited and all that sort of thing? It definitely was. It was um, in the swim. I actually thought, so I was following Maddie. I was following Maddie Fergus, just stay on my toes getting a little bit of a cheating, little cheating drag behind Maddie's feet. But um, I thought it was another lap. So the swim just went really fast. And then all of a sudden we're into the into the um, – uh, what were we doing there? The ride. And after the ride, we had to get told – Maddie had to tell us to, uh, to slow down because just the adrenaline in the crowd was there. We, we're running and we're running so fast. He goes, if we do this, you're going to burn out. So um, there's definitely adrenaline on the day and seeing your friends and just the, you know, the crowd cheering. I said, this crowd's going to be a bit bigger. So – um, yeah, definitely, definitely gives you a buzz on the day for sure. Yeah, great. Well, I'm hoping that brings an extra gear or two for me, just a really, <laughs> uh, really, really. That's what I'm banking on, anyway. No, you will be right. It's going to be easy. <laughs> <laughs> so you've booked your flights now, so it's all official. There's no backing out. Uh, I've seen on your story yeah, today or yesterday. Uh, that you booked. Are you flying into Bustleton or are you coming to Perth first? No, Bustleton. I just found a flight. I think it was on uh, Jetstar. So in and out of in and out of Busso. Um, and yeah, we'll stay for four or five nights. I think we're, yeah. we're booked in for the fourth to go back. So give us a night to have a drink. Hopefully you're still around, and we um, we go and lick our wounds together and uh, talk about uh, how good the race was and how I beat you by uh, twenty seconds. Absolutely. No, I love it. I love it. Yeah, we're hanging about there for a little while. So I'm expecting not to move for about 48 hours uh, and just be uh, like this. And, you know, hopefully yeah. there'll be some drinks and stuff that are sort of uh, fit for me. And we need don't have numbing. to move too much. Numbing What's agents. The, um, Absolutely. Well, my mum's a doctor as well, so um, you know, we'll be we'll be in good hands. We can have probably Ooh. the the hospital set up at home. We can have yeah. the, we can have everything sorted. It'll be good. I think. Morphine. Morphine. <laughs> Pull some strings there. I'll go get the get the drip get the drips in us. <laughs> kidding, 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 kidding. So good. Um, and uh, what's the leg that you found uh, the hardest to like improve on uh, so far? Obviously, like the running is um, you know very difficult just in terms of your injuries. But what about like um, you know just getting yourself motivated and actually getting the sessions done? Has there been one that's that's really been more difficult? Um, I think I think you've you've uh, struggled with this, just getting in the pool some days. I just I just hate swimming. I just I find it. And when you're riding, you can have you listen to your audios. You've probably got the head, the fancy headphones that I think Maddie Maddie and Ryan have got them, but I haven't got them yet. So the swims, I've done a couple of big swims, but just find them really really boring. Like yesterday, I was actually going in going over my presentation. I, I was running yesterday in my head before it, and I'm thinking I'm just trying to. Um, just filling the time, really. I think. Keep it took me mind, an hour. What's that? 
keep keep the mind busy. Yes, exactly. So yeah, swimming I've struggled with. I've I haven't really been in the pool a lot. Like I, I seem to get there and I don't get too um, I don't lose too much energy. But the bike I've surprised I've been okay on the bike, which has been surprising. And obviously the running I haven't been able to practice much because the knee's been playing up. But um, you're yeah, doing a lot of long long walking and getting on my my grandpa machine in the the travelator or whatever the elliptical in in the gym to do uh, do some of that but um yeah swimming's probably my worst leg i've seen you uh, walk into the pool a couple of times and didn't go in once i think so i think you felt the can't be bothered swimming uh pain some days yeah it's more so the like, like you literally nailed it with the, with the swimming because you can't listen to anything. It's you're just in your head, so you're looking down at a line the whole time. And like to do like I did five k today. That's a hundred laps. Like that is the most fucking boring thing ever. <laughs> um, and like all I'm trying, all I'm doing when I'm when I'm swimming and doing each stroke, I sing songs in my head. So I put I put an Ed Sheeran oh. song in my head, and I do it as detailed as I possibly can from start to finish and like it's and you end up doing the same three things like you go what, what do you think about the whole time i'm like i don't even know like you just like <laughs> your mind's just doing this yeah my, my mind's a dark place as, as well so i was like my mind's a scary place i've got to get to, <laughs> i think i'm gonna buy some of those freaking headphones for the next uh, next two months to get us through but um now nah, i think you just got to get through the swim i think maddie said it's um, getting to the start line of the run, that's the real start line. So just get through the swim, the bike. Like, don't, you're not going to bust your ass on the bike too much. You know, sit on a steady pace. And But, um, yeah, I think the run is where it's going to separate the men from the boys, I think. Yeah, definitely. And it's a maximum of, you said, 16 hours to – Yeah, I think it's a cut. That's the cutoff? Yeah, I think that's the cutoff. So I sort yeah. of worked out I'd do like a just over an hour, 20 – in the pool and then about six and a half to seven on the bike so you know i'll have a i'll have about eight hours up the up the sleeve i think or a bit over a bit over seven so which you can walk in so i think you know, making it so i'm just hoping the body holds up and i've seen you have a few muscle spasms so you never know what's going to happen on the day but um yeah fingers fingers crossed the body holds up and you know the joints stay together and we get there yeah, well, that's one that uh, that does, you know, uh, the, that's rolling around in my mind is the muscle spasms and like the cramping and stuff. Because like, regardless of a, a lot of your training and your prep and your conditioning and stuff, if you get a cramp or you get one of those spasms going on the day, it's 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 very very difficult to keep pushing for a long like you know a good period of time if something like that happens. Um, so that actually scares me a little bit because because uh, it's happened before on smaller ones, and I'm going. Oh my god! What if you get to the what if you get to the last bit and then your glute goes like it did before and I and I can't take a step like it's just oh, you're, gonna, you're gonna have to push through, worst. mate. You're gonna have to just push through, roll roll, roll over the roll yeah. over the line. <laughs> yeah, I think, and you're probably the same with um uh, with all your injuries that you're nursing and try to um you know condition the best you can. If if you if you knew that you didn't have to do anything next week and the week after and the next day and whatever, you probably could push through for one really hurt you know hurt full day. Yeah. Um, but knowing that you don't have to do anything after, that's probably so. I'm hoping that you know because that that's where I've been a bit conservative with it, where I'm like, oh no, I'm feeling this thing, I can't do that today because I know I've got to do the next day, the next day, the next day, the next day. So yeah, hopefully that um that sort of mindset comes in if anything does pop up. Yeah, no, we need, I think we need to, because I've just taken magnesium today because I had like a sore, sore shoulder. I've got to start taking the magnesium and all the bloody, you know, start looking after the body. So I've just got to, 
work up, get this done, mate, and look after ourselves and get over the line any way we can. Yeah, absolutely. So with your, like, you know, your schedule that you've got at the moment with obviously, you know, all your work stuff, your talks, um, how are you fitting in training? Are you finding that you have to get up really early or what are you kind of, you know, what, what are you missing out on during your weeks that, uh, that's now being filled with, uh, with training? Um, no, well, usually I'm trying to do sort of one of each thing a week. So, you know, one big swim, one one big ride. And obviously I did the walk, the marathon walk last week. So I do one and then I just sort of fill in the fill in the gaps. I haven't got the schedule as down pat as you, but um, the flossing the teeth every every day. But you know, I just do something. I do something every day with three three big efforts a week. Um, and you know, usually I'll, I'll get up like for the swim yesterday. You know, I got up at got up at six, and you now you're done. You can be done by you know, eight o'clock if you get up early and have a you know, jump, get in the water early. So um, the rides are probably the toughest. Like as you you would have seen last week with 180 k. It's how long did you do? It? How long did it take you to do it on the uh, fancy bike, mate? What's what are you working uh, with? About. Six hours ten, I think it was, but I think I've got a six hour six hour Shit. one tomorrow. So I reckon I'll I reckon I should be able to get under six hours tomorrow. I reckon. Shit, yeah, I think I was six six forty or something. So you've got me, you've got me by a good twenty thirty minutes on the bike. So you got me on the swim and the bike. Hey, what though? That bike that <laughs> <laughs> fuck. But you might you might be a walker. You might be a faster walker. You might have to get a, mass, a muscle spasm for me to catch her, I think, and just to slow down and get, get a rub, yeah, wait, sure. wait for me a little bit, and then, yeah, then we can finish We can finish over the line together. Yeah, that's it. Well, that new bike that you're talking about that I've got, oh, my gosh, the difference in that. I reckon it's made the bike riding 20% easier. Like, it's made oh, that wow. much difference. Um, just because what, what I've been told with the triathlon bike versus like the road, you just got, ro- it's like a road bike you've got where you're upright. Yeah. 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 yeah where's where's, where's the little, the my little girls in the I background, think. my little girls in the background, all, oh. the boys, all the, all the boys, buddy, keep their freaking bikes here. So I've got a plethora of bikes, but, um, nice. yeah. So yours is flying. Is this? Yeah. Well, yeah, it flies because you don't apparently, and why it's good for triathlon is you don't use as much hamstring because of the angle of the bike and because you're leaning over, it doesn't stretch out your hamstring and use your hamstring as much. So when you go to the run, your legs or your hamstrings feel a little bit fresher in the run, so you save them for then. Um, and um, I got it properly fit. I don't know if I, I didn't have my the bike that I was using before properly fitted, so I went to this bloke, you know, did the full measurements and everything. Have you done that? No, I've actually got that's. I've got to put these bad boys on, so I've got to get fitted, put my little uh, handlebars on, get a new dr- another drink bottle holder so I can hold two drink bottles. So there's a few things I've got to do to fix up my little weapon. But, um, yeah, I've, I've been toying with getting the TT bike, but I'm just going to grit it. Just going to grit it out, mate, and just just get there. Yeah, yeah. Fair. Well, it was it was just really lucky that so this was this was my dad's uh, best mate that he used to do Ironman and uh, he's not using he's sort of given that up now. So he was like, yeah, oh yeah, I've got a bike here you can use. I was like, oh, perfect. So that worked, that worked out really well because like like you're finding it um it's so expensive because it's like how much do the handles cost you? I think they were like a couple hundred bucks and the tires were like four hundred four hundred and bloody oh. it all it all adds up. I've had a service so my little seven hundred dollar bike yeah. ended up costing about two grand. <laughs> no it does it's it's actually crazy and then like when you take into account the gels and the nutrition and everything that you have to do on like a big day it ends yeah. up being like a 70 dollar day just in food of on on your actual ride and everything like it's um just and they're, like char- and they're charging I've us uh, 1300 dollars to bloody do the, do the race which is 
We're getting charged that much to I know, tor- yeah, get too. tortured for bloody 15 hours. Doesn't seem fair. It's actually crazy. It better be a, it better be a real gold medal at the end. That's what, that's what I'm banking on. Uh, that's why it was so exciting. <laughs> uh, you'd hope, you'd hope. Um, how, how have you been finding all the nutrition side of stuff, especially like when you're on the, on the big rides and big runs? Have you, have you been fueling up properly? Yeah, well, probably not. I've got to probably practice taking them on the bikes as uh, like the 180k one. We stopped in for like 10, 20 minutes and had had a feed. We had two big feeds and you know, had a, had a break, which obviously you know you can't do race day. But um, yeah, the the gels, I'm sort of getting the hang of taking them on the bike and, and drink it and drinking more. But even though, even though when I went on the walk, the marathon walk, I didn't take any food. And if Maddie didn't. I walked to his house, which was like 10K away. And if he didn't give me food, I would have been stuffed. I would have had to go to a server and get some because I, 30Ks, I didn't think it would work, you know, matter walking, but I was dizzy, felt like I was going to faint. I had to cheat and pop in, uh, pop into home and you know, stuff my face full of food for for two minutes and then and then take off. So the nutrition's probably been a yeah. big thing that you know I've had to I've had to change and I probably start um, yeah, looking into a bit more. Yeah, I've been hitting, um, yeah, like I do uh, between 80 and 100 grams of carbs per hour on the bike when I do that and on the runs too. So that's just, yeah, lots of gels. And then yep. I'll stop uh, at least one at like a servo and absolutely stuff my face full of stuff. But I, I absolutely fucked it up the other week. So I did a big, I, I did 140K. And it was, well, the other thing here, being in Perth, it's super hot. Like, you know, Melbourne gets hot, but man, it gets really hot here. So it was like 34 degrees or 35 degrees the day I went out and I had sessions in the morning, so I could only go right in the middle of the day. So it was between like 10 and 4, I did this ride or or a bit less than 10 and 3. Middle of the day, super hot. And I've only got one drink bottle holder. So I had to, you know, try to time where the petrol stations were going to be so I could even just fill up the bottle. And I was like, oh, I was like, okay. Well, it's so it's so hot. I'm gonna really smash water before I go. So I smashed a big liter before I went. Then I got to the first servo. I bought a liter bottle. Bought a liter of you know Maximus um, uh, drink. Uh, drink that. Drink yeah. that. Two liters there. Filled the water bottle up. Went again. Came back and then oh my gosh, I thought I was gonna be dehydrated. So like I had a, I had a chalky milk and another liter and another liter of chalky water. Milk. And then oh. after that, I got back. The cho- man, the chalky milks are the are saviors, man. That's oh, really? like, like oh, the, the original milk. recovery. Yeah. Milk and uh, gels and that—I didn't think they would mix too. I didn't think they would gel. <laughs> but no. uh, all right. chalky milk. All right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. I'll yeah, give it try, a go. Try the chalky milk. Done. But then after I did that, and I had all that all that fluid and I ate lots, and I was like, "Quick, got to get on the bike." So I got to try to beat this time. Got back on. Oh no, too much fluid. Three liters of fluid in the stomach. I'm there <laughs> vomiting the whole way home. <laughs> I, think I saw that. Um, and it was just oh, it was awful. It was awful. It was actually just one of the worst. I don't think I actually put that one on my story. That's how bad I was. Like, if you know oh, I haven't filmed it, you know it was I've, really I've bad. Seen you throw up, <laughs> it I've, I've, I've seen you throw up a few times. I think you might have left that one off, the chalky milk throw up, though. But um, that yeah, would have been one to see. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was um, – but anyway, but that's like just sort of like learning, I guess, like how to time the food and time the water and all that sort of thing. So I'm glad I'm glad the lessons are coming now and I'm not vomiting at the side of the road in Bustleton. So. <laughs> 100%. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so what's the next like couple of weeks look like for you for your training? Like what are you hitting this week? Have you got any like really big ones that you got scheduled in? Like what's it looking like? Uh, I think Maddie and I, we're going to do hills uh, on Sunday. So we usually do either a long ride where we get up at 5am and you know, do, the, do the 150 or whatever, or we go and there's hills near Maddie's place, which is about a half an hour, it's sort of up, down, up, down. 
and there's about three or four brutal hills in there. So we we go and do four sets of that, which is, ends up being two hours, um, just a bit, a bit get the power in the legs. Um, I'll do another I'll do another big ocean swim I think on the Monday, so I'll sort of use it as a bit of a recovery um, slash get some get some distance in. Um, and I'm going to plan on maybe doing one more sort of a long walk. But I've got to stay off the legs because the knees not feeling the, the most stable. So I'll do a lot of lot of swimming, a lot of riding. Um, the riding I'm just confident with, but I might uh, I'll get on uh, YouTube, get a few lessons with the with the swimming. But um, yeah, how about you? How about you, mate? Your uh, your schedule's looking good. Yeah, I've got a hundred. Well, I've got six hours on the bike tomorrow, so I'll get a hundred. I'll make sure I get one hundred and eighty tomorrow, and then I've got ninety minutes of running in the morning on Sunday, and then I've got ninety minutes of running in the evening on Sunday, just to break it up a bit. So that's a pretty heavy day. Um, So yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that all kind of how that goes. How did walking the marathon go? Was that harder than what you thought? Or you obviously mentioned before, like the nutrition aspect, you were starving, but in terms of on your body, even walking that distance, how did that feel? Was it yeah, painful still? It was. I was. I was flying until about twenty k. I got the food off Maddie, and then that sort of kept me going. I got the twenty. Got the twenty pretty easy. I was meant to go to another mate's house who had protein bars, and he fell asleep. So I was like, "Oh, well, that's right. It's, another, it's only another 20 I'm I'm halfway. And then I got to thirty k's, and I was like having the niggles and the sort of the hip was playing up a bit. I've got a I've got a plate in my foot where I broke my toe years ago, and that and just had a stabbing pain with that for the last sort of 10K and got a, had the dizzy spells, which I mentioned earlier. But it was a lot harder than what I thought. Like, I think it was nutrition, but even the, the body, you'd think walking wouldn't have the impact, but all the little niggles started to show their show their faces at uh, about the 30K yeah. mark, pretty much like the, old, the marathon I did years ago at, at the 30K mark is when I nearly, nearly gave up all the – the hip and the knee and the foot all came out at the one time and sort of hobbled the last you know, 10 to 10 or 12K. So it was a bit of an eye-opener just going, yep. that, going that distance. What time of the day were you doing this marathon walk? Uh, when did I leave? I got home at 2 a.m. I, I just I think I was just bored at home. I thought I was going to do it in the – I was going to get up at 5 a.m. and start walking or 4 a.m. But I just said, "Ah, oh, fuck it, I'm bored." Who I'm... I am, you think? <laughs> I was walking around and just filming myself. I, I think I did. <laughs> I think I did about a hundred little videos just because I was fucking bored shitless. So I had a few audios, but they were getting oh boring. God. <laughs> uh, oh my god, that is so two AM. Make it just steaming around. Melbourne just charging, <laughs> getting this uh, marathon done. That is so. Good. I was well, I was deliberately walking hilarious. past the nightclubs so and some um, bars <laughs> just to see some people. I was like fucking bored. And, you didn't you didn't uh, include that as part of the course you didn't walk into any of the nightclubs and no. walk out just for a couple of circuits <laughs> around it i felt i felt like it but i was feeling i was feeling like shit uh, in the last sort of 10ks when i was just where, where do i go where do i go next so let's go walk past a few bars that are around my place and yeah it was pretty funny that's hilarious have uh, have your toenails started to fall off mine are starting to all fall off yeah, back at I got a real fat foot, so especially when I run, I've, they always used to fall off when I played football. So yeah, the second and third one, the second one's fallen off twice already. Um, but now I've stopped. Now I've stopped yep. the running side of things. It hasn't, been, it hasn't been too bad, but you've still been hitting the pavement a fair bit. So all good. 
I've got the most fucked looking feet you've ever seen on the, on a regular day. Um, but uh, it was, it's really, really gone to another level how they look now. We so. can have, we can have a foot, we can have a foot off if you like. I reckon I've got a rotten, more rotten looking foot than you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll post it on the socials. <laughs> this, is, this is an off topic one, but uh, I've actually been paid for a foot pick before. What? What do you My mean? Disgusting I you said, feet. I, I, oh. rat- some random on Instagram, right? So there one. was uh, like this always happened. Yeah, so this ha- uh, this this always like I'm talking probably happens two or three times a week that I'll get a message from some you know unknown account being like you know ooh I'm a I'm a sugar daddy or oh you know send me pictures of your feet whatever the f-. like there's all these there's all some crook stuff that comes through the Instagram right. Um, and this was like the middle of lockdown. Was pretty bored. There wasn't a lot going on, and I was with my uh, my girlfriend Beck. And someone hit us up. And was like, "Oh yeah, send me some pictures. I'll give you money for your feet pics." And I was like, I- "I've well, never responded, obviously, to any of these people." <laughs> and I went, "This is legit." I was like, "I want to see if this is legit or not. I'm just gonna like see." And then I like message back, "Oh yeah, mate. All right, let's do it." And uh, and he goes, "Oh yeah, it's cut. They never. It was. It's always a bit of a merry-go-round, right?" And then they're like, uh, "Oh no, we don't transfer. We do cardless cash." Cardless cash is when they send you like a little pin code and you go to the ATM and um, and and, you, and it comes out the ATM. And I was like, I've never done that before. And I was like, no, I'm not doing that. And then Beck's like, oh, no, let's do it. We've got nothing to do. Let's just go see if it works. And I was like, all right. So we go down the ATM. I was like, mate, I'm at the ATM. Your foot, pick, your foot pick's coming. Send us the cash. And then he goes, here's the code. $200 comes out the ATM. What? Thank it you very much. Worked. I'll it have that. It actually worked. Yeah. What? Oh, I was expecting And then the next okay. day, he's like, oh, I have another one. And I'm like... Yeah, it was it was wild. Anyway, but um, yeah, I, I I think he didn't obviously know the quality of the feet before. I'm assuming it's a bloke. I'm assuming that's. I feel like it's a real guy thing. That it's got to be. Is it, oh, I don't know. I didn't think that was a. I didn't think it was a thing just in general. But fuck. All right. Well, tell him Very if, tell him if anyway, he needs. Tell him if he needs another. Yeah, if he needs another client, <laughs> I'm always available. <laughs> <laughs> So good. Uh, well, mate, uh, so tell us about like uh, the talks that you're doing at the moment. We, we mentioned it before, but you've been going around to workplaces, um, doing your grittier mindset um, talks. Like how, how have they been going and sort of what are you covering in those? No, they've been great. I, I started, my first one was in Perth uh, month, months ago and it went really well. Just, it was at a footy club, so I was thinking, yeah, I'll just, it'll be just be footy clubs. But then I had a couple of businesses uh, reach out, you know, a young sales team yesterday and just had an amazing response, just talking about adversity and, and fear of failure and, and, and just having a crack and, and things like that. So it's all about, all about mindset and everyone facing adversity, whether it's you know, in, the, in the past uh, or it's going to be, or it's definitely going to be in the future where everyone faces shit at some stage. So building a stronger mindset now and getting you know, prepared. And I'll just I'll share some stories, you know, losing mates, losing my father, um, you know, getting the ass from football, you know, going down some dark spirals and I think uh, having a bit of grit myself. And I sort of share stories when I was a kid, how I grew up and I, you know, was constantly getting beaten. I was the shortest kid in class until year six, um, and just battled as a kid. And that's what I think you know, built up natural toughness in me. And when I had my growth spurt, I, I was tough, and that's why I was you know, I played football. So I'll share those stories in a bit in a bit more depth, and, and you know, how people can um, use use mindset to get through those tough adversities when they come. And it's been great. And just hearing the response, I had a few drinks with the guys after and um yeah they had similar stories and just and really connected so it was um it was good it sort of inspired me to get more and now book some more talks i've got a, a week in tassie next month and um a few a few more booked as well so pretty excited about the new the new venture and um it's, it's feeling good 
Oh, it's so great, mate. And I think that, um, you know, I, I love everything you've said just then. And even from the first moment that we, you know, started connecting via socials and then obviously did the podcast together and um, <clears throat> doing this whole Ironman process and everything. Um, the thing that, I, I mean, I, I've loved being on the journey with you and I think why I, you know, related and why we've connected so much, I think, and, and you know, um, and pushing through and doing all this, uh, all this stuff together is your story is so relatable and how you come across like you're so, you're so genuine in what you say, your advice, um, you know, all the, all the difficult things that you're going through. Um, it's very authentic and that so just resonates. So I can see why people are loving uh, to book those talks so much and, you know, why they're being uh, such a successful um, sort of hit, hit so far and they'll continue to grow and be great just because, yeah, your story is fantastic and, um, you know, going through all that adversity and sharing it is really difficult as well and, you know, just the fact that you're trying to let everybody else get a little extra step up so they don't maybe have to go through quite the same adversity that you did by, you know, teaching them some tips and tricks and sort of learning from your um, sort of hard sets uh, is uh, is very inspirational. And, you know, like I said, I think that's why when I'm watching your stuff, I'm relating to it. I'm, I'm loving it. I'm taking lots of inspiration from all the bits that you're doing because, yeah, it's, uh, it's really um, very powerful stuff. No, thanks, mate. It's been a, a special journey so far. And I think in the first one where it was down in Frankston at a community kitchen and sort of I break down at a bit of a cry on stage and the big tough footy player and uh, everyone couldn't believe that I was crying. It was a, but just connected with uh, with the people and it was um, it was a it was great just to you know, let that emotion out and you know, not be sort of judged for it. So I've always been a bit of a tough one, a bit of a tough persona, but you know, sharing your sort of you know, the vulnerable side and relating to people, I think that's the way you sort of inspire others to you know, show that you know, if you're feeling shit, talk about it. I know you've, you've shared a few you know, dark moments. You did a post um, earlier, earlier in the year, which you, know, you shared you've had depression and battled yourself. So I think more guys have got to do it. And um, yeah, so other people aren't ashamed to do it themselves. No, I love it, mate. I absolutely love it. And uh, we're looking at sort of organising maybe a little bit of a talk night when we're down in Bustleton just before the event, um, which would be great. So we'll sort of keep chatting about that over the next week or so and uh, find a venue and we'll get some more info to everybody about that and, um, you know, sharing uh, obviously some of the stuff that you're covering in your grit mindset chats. Um, I'm sure yep. we'll talk a little bit more Ironman and there's a, lot of, there's a lot that happens in six weeks with all this sort of stuff. So, <laughs> 100%. Um, yeah, looking looking forward. Looking forward to putting that together and we'll definitely we'll get it out to all the podcast audience, all my socials, all your socials and, um, you know, try to really get some good numbers down south because, um, yeah, like I said, every time that we've chatted and caught up, <clears throat> some of the things I've taken away from what you've said and just how relatable it is, it's just super powerful stuff and, um, yeah, looking forward to hopefully, uh, well, definitely putting that event together and having some some people down to come listen. No, it'll be awesome. be good to share the stage with you and we'll, um, yeah, we'll get half of the half of WA there and, uh have a bit of fun. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. We get the whole of Busso. We get on the piss two. We get on uh, the piss two days before the race. That'll be that'll be extra gritty. <laughs> <laughs> Man, the, the, alcohol. Have you been Have you been drinking much or not really? Not really. I've had a few little uh, like you know, grand final day, and um, there's been two. There's been two or three times, but yeah, been mainly off, mainly off the drink. But um, a few little slip ups here and there, but yeah. Um, yeah, nothing, nothing silly like back in the younger years. Yeah, of course. Well, like just doing it. Not, not that I have been consciously in my head going, no, Jared, you can't drink. No, no, no. You got to be so good for it. I am so tired all the time. The last thing I feel like doing is going out and having drinks just because I'm so dead. So uh, I think I've only drank 
I've, I, I had a couple of cocktails on Monday just gone. Uh, I went and stayed at Rotness, which was nice. But since then, I haven't had a drink since June. So oh, like, wow. and that, that was just Jeez. from... That was not that was not even a um, like an intentional thing. That's just how it kind of how it kind of happened. But um, anyway, but yeah, looking forward to having a few more once we finish the race. Definitely, <laughs> no, it's going to be good. It's going to be party time after the race. We'll I think we have to let the hair down if we can. <laughs> if we, we will if we're not asleep. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> if I've got any hair left uh, by the time I get to the end, exactly. Um, and mate, it wouldn't be uh, getting you on a pod uh, without maybe hearing if you've got a little story from back in the day because uh, the, from our last podcast, it's probably one of the biggest receptions I've ever had from a podcast <laughs> and some of the stories that you told are hilarious. Have you got any, have you got any more stories in the bank that you, can, uh, that you can tell me? I think you've got most of them. Um... I was talking to a few boys yesterday about a, a, a football camp incident where we're in um, China, and I was um, Grant Thomas used to have. We used to go to a destination event, uh, a place, and we and we trained for a couple of weeks. I think we were staying at Changgao, which was a I think it was a bit of a rough area, but it was where they, they were training. The Olympians trained or whatever, so we're staying in a little establishment. And a couple of the troublemakers, I think there was about five or six of us, went out. It was me and um, actually I won't know, I won't name names, but we were all dancing around and all these <laughs> all these beautiful you know, beautiful women are, are, are dancing around. So oh, how good is this? They must love Aussies around here. And then about um, about ten minutes later, I said, "Oh, where's my where's my phone? Where's my watch? Where's my wallet?" And then all the girls were gone, and we're on the dance floor just dancing with each other for about ten minutes, realizing or not realizing that we've just been pickpocketed and um, all drunk, all drunk. We're oh, training. Hey. Training the next day, it was meant to, I think it was uh, 6, 6 a.m. It was about, I think it was about 3 a.m. Um, just eating idiots. Uh, and then so we couldn't get home. We had no wallet, no phones. We couldn't get home. We couldn't remember where our hotel was. Um, we're thinking, shit, how do we get home? We finally, one of the boys found the, the hotel sleeping in his stinger. So we got in a cab. We had to bribe the cab driver to take us back. And we, we, hadn't, we hadn't slept, so we, we got straight in and we walked in as the boys were running out. On the uh, on the footy on the footy field, I think I think it was a five k time trial, and I just I remember I remember Lenny Hayes looking at me and just looking at me and just shaking his head, going, "You fuck with kind of a look." Didn't say it, but I just saw I was just because I was best mates with Lenny, and he's like <laughs> he was lifting me up and teaching me how to be professional, and he's just sort of shaking his head like a you know, disapproving father, and just. I know I just got stuff. I want to try and hang on to Lenny. This I'm going to hang on to Lenny in this race and just you know, use grit, uh, use a bit of mental toughness. So I hung on to Lenny in this time trial. Hung on his ass this whole way, whole way around. We got done. Nearly died. But then I remember Grant Thomas was coming over to me and said, "I don't know how the fuck you got through that because I know you guys haven't fucking slept." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> I could see he was looking at us. He heard words." So that was uh, that was one little story. I might I'll try and think of one or two more for our next for our next chat but um that was one that sort of off the top of the head i was talking about oh my god <laughs> that just uh proves the mental tough, toughness it doesn't matter the physical it's all about what's going on up here so it was oh, painful amazing. it was painful painful amazing. and a lot of a lot of a lot of spew came up uh, when we left the track but um yeah there's one to leave you with mate <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, mate, thank you so much for joining us again. Uh, I, I love, like I said, I love chatting. I love uh, every time we catch up, all the little messages of support um, all throughout the, uh, the the journey so far. And, you know, we've got a big six weeks to finish off. And, um, yeah, let's uh, let's finish off this Ironman strong and can't wait to um, see you at the finish line and see you in Busso. 100%, mate. It's uh, exciting, exciting times. Mm-hmm. 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 